شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان إن لنراها means we see her in other words what they're saying is that she the way we see her is like this and we will not do anything like this it, it, what she's doing uh, we will never we're not like that so whilst critiquing and criticizing her whilst admonishing her they are also on this flip side they are praising themselves they are uh, raising themselves up and putting themselves on, on a pedestal um, so that's what they're doing here Inna la naraha, we see her, yani uh, imra'atul aziz, we see her in plain error. That's what they are saying here. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَلَمَّا سَمِعَتْ When she heard, فَلَمَّا سَمِعَتْ When she heard, بِمَكْرِهِنَّ When she heard of their accusation and allegations, when she heard, what they were spreading in the city and what they were talking and they were gossiping about. When she heard that, that the moment and the time she heard it, underline that word, Allah referred to it as. And the mekir here is their, their, their backbiting. And, her, and their admonishing, and their criticism, and their allegations she's talking about. And those evil words, they were flogging her direction. Okay? Allah referred to it as a what? Makrihina. Why is that the case? Because they were all saying this in private, but when they came out, they were not saying it. And the word makrihina is used for something that yani, is deception. What you do behind closed doors in private and you don't bring it out into the open. That's what makr means. Makr is when you're planning and plotting against someone in the dark, you know, uh, in the uh, in the dark uh, when others can't see and observe you. So these women, that's what they were doing. They were backbiting. They were admonishing. They were critiquing her. They were speaking evil of her. All of this was being done uh, in 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 in, uh, in private. Uh, it was not done in uh, uh, in the open. Okay, but the news did reach her. The gossip, it was so far that it came back to her, okay? So the scholars mentioned two interpretations or two views in this matter. Some scholars, they mention that these women actually were doing this so that she can allow them to see Nabi Yusuf. Some scholars mentioned that. That the purpose in why these women were actually doing this is that they wanted to see Yusuf they heard he was very beautiful they heard he was very you know handsome and they wanted to see him they have never seen him before so they thought that if they did this they would be able to see her that's one view another view of scholars they mention they say no they didn't they were just saying all of this and then the Mara'atul Aziz uh, Imra'atul Aziz she thought about a plan so okay you know what let me respond but i'm going to respond in a mature smart uh, way i'm going to show these women the, the the problem i've been seeing 
the problem that's been in front of me all this time and how I had to deal with it for so long. Let's see if they can do the same. They can restrain themselves and they can, you know, keep themselves together once I uh, unleash my plan. Once I unleash my plan. So she said, Allah says, It means, She called all of them. To, to, to what? To, to, to take them as guests. What she did was, she uh, sent for them, inviting them to her house and telling them, you guys are my guests today. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. So Allah says, Arsalat ilayhinna. She sent for them and Da'athunna uh, ibn Kathirin, he said, ila manziliha litudayifahunna. And she invited them uh, to her house uh, for uh, for a, a session. By the way, according to the original Arabic usage, it's actually meant to be it's meant to be hamza, dal, and then a ta. Okay? But here, what happened was. Um, the dal got exchanged, the first dal got exchanged to a ta. Okay? Which means, the mutaka'a means, uh, she, she prepared for them. Okay? Got ready for them. Okay? A what? A mutaka'an. A banquet, a banquet, and yani mutaka and his pillows, and you know, where a comfortable place to sit down. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Sa'id ibn Jubairin, Mujahid ibn Jabrin, Al Hassan al Basri, and Sudi wa Gayruhum, and other than them, they said it is Al Majlisul Mu'addu. They said, and they commented that she prepared a sitting room. And fihi mafarishu wa makhadu wa ta'amun fihi ma yuqta'u bis-sakakini min utrujjin wa nahwihi She prepared a sitting room which had couches which had pillows to recline on and food that requires knives to cut. She doesn't want them to be able to cut those food with their mouths. Okay? يعني يعني like citrons and like oranges and etc. That's what some of the scholars mention. Okay, that's a view. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala didn't mention in the verse what they were given to cut, but all that is mentioned is وَآتَتْ كُلَّ وَاحِد
such as Citroen. That's the view that these great scholars took. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says after that, وَآتَتْ By the way, brothers and sisters, before I go to Atat, this type of eating is called uh, It's the way that the, um, the upper class would sit. People who feel full of themselves. People who are, يعني, they lack يعني, humility and humbleness. That Prophet وسلم, what did he say? I will never eat reclining. So it's not a thing that you should do, brothers and sisters, when you eat reclining. Okay? She was doing all of that so they can enjoy themselves, have this kind of comfortable sitting room where they sit, and she wants to bring out uh, to them something that will, uh, will, will shock them, gobsmack them, and, and, and uh, uh, mind boggle them. So, uh, so, and then what she did was, she gave every single woman from amongst those women, she gave each and every one of them a knife. All of the women, she gave them each a knife. The ayah says, not one woman was accepted, and not any woman was uh, an exception. Every single woman was given a knife, okay? Uh, and why did she do that? Why did she give each one? Ibn Kathir, he says, It was revenge for her. It was part of her plan, her plan of revenge for their plot against her. She was retaliating. It was revenge time for her. So she invited them over and she wants to show them something that when they look at and they see, not only are they going to understand her situation, but they are also going to be what? They're also going to be in the same situation as she is, as she is in. So that she gave uh, uh, each and every one of them Sikin and a, a blade or a knife, okay? And وقالت, and she said, after she's given him all, وقالت تخرج عليهنا, وقالت تخرج عليهنا. Um, the ta'in وقالت is meant to be ta'u ta'nithi sakina, the sukun, the reason why it got changed into a kasra is لِلْتِقَاءِ السَّاكِرَيْنِ So the kasra, it became a kasra. It's like وقالت قالت الْأَعْرَابُ آمَنَّا so she said, She said to Nabi Yusuf, go out. She said to Yusuf, go out. Ibn Kathir mentioned something here. He says that um, what she did was um, before they came, she hid Yusuf in somewhere, so they don't see her at all. So they don't see him at all. She hid him in somewhere else, another place. Okay. And then what she did was, once they sat down and they got comfortable and they started cutting up with they, with their fruits and whatever they were cutting up, 
and they were talking and they were gossiping and they were speaking. She said to Yusuf alayhi salam, Ubruz ilayhinna. Come out before them. This is what she asked uh, him to uh, do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, When they saw him, يعني, as soon as they saw him, as soon as they saw him, and they laid eyes on him. They straight away, they glorified him. They magnified him. They looked at him with astonishment. They were amazed, mind-boggled, gobsmacked at what they were looking at at this moment. At his beauty, they thought highly of him and were astonished at what they saw. And this is what happened. They started to what? They started cutting their hands in amazement at his beauty. They started to remember the heart and the physical side of all of this is, 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 is disconnected. What's happening here right now is Yusuf alayhi salam, his beauty has taken their mind so much so they are unable to feel the pain of the blood pouring from their fingers. They can't even feel it. All their eyes were hunged onto was Nabila Yusuf alayhi salam. That's all they could see. Allah is mentioning it. They started to cut their fingers. That's what they started to do. Their fingers. Um, and the blood was pouring into their vessels that was placed in front of them, which they were cutting into. And keeping in mind at that moment, they're not feeling the pain of what's happening to their fingers and what they're doing. They're carrying on. It means that they are carrying on they are consistently and continuously cutting their fingers, but they're not feeling it. Why? Because of the great thing that, or the great individual standing in front of them, Nabi Allah Yusuf alayhi salam. And now look what they say. Abu Amr, he recited as hasha with the alif after the sheen. Uh, in, in terms of pronunciation, like in Fihalatil Wasli, of course, the time when it's been connected, okay? And the remaining other scholars, they read it as Hasha Lillah. Okay? What does it mean? They mean Ma'adallah. In Allah, Ta'ala, we seek uh, uh, help and aid from, and we seek refuge in Him. And we purify Him, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, from any characteristics of deficiency and weakness. But here they're saying it, Ta'ajuban. Here they are saying it out of ta'ajub, shock, they're gobsmacked, okay, about Nabilah Yusuf alayhi salam. our messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he told us this as well. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he told us this, alayhi salatu wasallam. In the famous hadith, the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he mentions when he speaks about the night of al-Isra wal-Mi'raj, when the Messenger was taken up, 
في حديث الاسراء والمعراج the prophet he said ثم عرج بي الى السماء الثالثه i was taken to the seven heavens فاستفتح جبريل جبريل requested for the gates to be opened فقيل it was said to جبريل من انت who are you he said جبريل قيل ومن معك who's with you جبريل قال محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد is with me صلى الله عليه وسلم قيل وقد بعث اليه قال قد بعث الي it was he was sent to him Jibreel said yes he was sent فافتت, uh, the, the narration mentioned the gates were open for us the gates were what they were open فإذا أنا بيوسف نبي الله محمد what did he say I was standing in front of نبي الله يوسف look at that إذا هو قد أعطي الشطر الحسن فرحب ودع لي بخير I was standing in front of Nabiullah Yusuf and what was given to him was half of beauty. Look at the thing, the description that Nabiullah Muhammad gave to Nabiullah Yusuf. He said, Qad al-husni. He was given half of beauty. Nabiullah Yusuf. Okay, half of beauty was given to Nabiullah Yusuf. Not, not makeup. No, not makeup. It's cosmology, cosmetics that people use today and place on themselves. No, Nabi Yusuf was given natural beauty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. And his beauty is what? Shatr al-Husni, half of it. Alayhi salam. Okay. And this is what they said. Ma hadha bashara. They said what? Ma hadha bashara. He is not a human being. The, the word mahiya is mafiyatu ta'amalu amala laysa and hadha is the ism of it okay which is mabniyu fi mahali raf'in and basharan is khabar of, of it mansub okay mahadha we have not mahadha this is not basharan this is not a human being this is not a human being mahadha bashara this is not a human being يعني this is not from the children of Adam عليه السلام. He's not from the descendant of Adam عليه السلام. ماذا بشرا? What is he? إن هذا إلا ملك. He is an angel. إن هي is نافية بمعنى ما. And the إلا is أداة حصر. صح? ما هذا? He's nothing except a ملك كريم. They didn't even say he was an angel. They said he is a what? They said he is a ملك he is a noble angel. He's not just an ordinary angel. He is a what? A noble angel. They negated from Nabiullah Yusuf al-Bashariya. He's not a human being. And they affirmed from him that he is a what? Uh, that he's a malak. That he's a malak. Why all of that? because of how they were astonished with the beauty of Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam. Okay? Because of the astonishing beauty of Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam. Now that this took place, and these were the women who were gossiping, and they were the heads of it, because these women, the ones that she invited were the chief women she invited over. She didn't just invite all the women. She can't invite everybody in her house. The ones that she invited were 
women who of chiefs and princesses, women of high station, she invited them over, who are married, who have husbands, she invited them, trying to send a signal to everybody else, message to everybody else, to know that if this happens to these people who are, have high, who their standard is just high and they won't just fall for anyone, that they will also know why, why I am falling into what I'm falling into. Baalat, she now spoke. She did what she did. She, everyone is now in the same place as her. No one can blame her now. Now she speaks and lets out the venom in her, in, in, in her, uh, in her. she lets it out. Baalat, she says, She says to them, this is what you guys were blaming me for. This is what you guys were critiquing me for, admonishing me for, all of you guys. This is what I was blamed for. The word lumtunani means a yani, blaming, yani, to blame. Yani, yalumuni. You blamed me for it. Okay? Now she confesses. Now she speaks. So she, she first says, you guys were all blaming me because of this. Now you can you all see him right now. Sah. Seeing is believing, as they say. Uh, that statement is not accepted to us Muslims. We believe so many things that we don't see. Okay, we believe so many things that we don't see. But as a side point, um, here he is. The man you, you all accused me of and said to me uh, about me, what you said about me. This is what happened to you guys when you just saw him. Imagine what I had to go through, in other words. Living under the same roof as him. For years and years, one, one moment you guys saw him, this happened to you guys. You guys all crumbled just by seeing him once. I had to see him every day. Every hour he lived with me. And now you blame me for loving him? When he is like this? She says the lamb here is the wow here is uh, sorry the the wow is wow is the lamb here in the lamb in there is lamul qasam it means wallahi rawatuhu wallahi by Allah I swear I did seduce him she's not just saying I seduced him she's saying wallahi I seduced him and I did. And he refused. He refused me. He rejected me. He became chaste. It means he chose to be ma'asum. It means he, he chose to be ma'asum. He chose to be errorless in this situation. He chose not to um, entertain the idea. The word that she used, the scene and the ta is lil mubalaga. Lil mubalaga here means Yusuf did not only refuse me, he refused me severely. He turned me down severely because she's, she's telling the truth here. Because she physically had to force it out of him and he still was fighting back. It wasn't just verbal, it wasn't let's just do it. No. I grabbed him and he was still running from me. 
So that's why she used for sama. He refused. And he, in all of that, he chose to be uh, uh, obedient, uh, uh, not obedient to me, uh, not obey me. Ibn Kathir, here he says, attention. What they saw from Nabi Yusuf was the outward beauty. The outward beauty. She's saying, you guys are only seeing the outward beauty, Ibn Kathir is saying. I'm going to tell you another beauty that you guys don't know about him, which is what? Al-Iffah. He's a chaste individual. Yani, he's a virgin. He's never come into contact with another woman. Al-Iffah. Ma'ahad al-Jamal. Imagine, he's this beautiful and he's chaste. And brothers and sisters, I need to stop here and, and, and really shed some light here, okay? For many sisters. Many sisters, and many men as well, same thing, as men as well. But I, because the story is talking about Yusuf and the women and stuff like that, so I'm going to focus talking to the sisters, and there's a lot to say to the brothers, inshallah, which is how they saw it to be beautiful that a man was chaste. Not just a woman, the man. With the beauty that he has, he's chaste. So many women today, when it has a sadness, that is not a concern for them. Rather, they love the one who's vulgar and the way he speaks, and the way he says things, mentions foul things, they like that. The one who's righteous, who doesn't say things, keeps himself away from all of that, doesn't entertain vulgar speech. For them, he's, he's uh, the last person to consider. That's, that's a wrong scaling. That's a wrong way of looking at the matter. The, the outward beauty is nothing if the first beauty isn't there, which is al-Iffa, if he's not a chaste individual. Are we all together, brothers and sisters? Do we, do we see how these women who are not Muslims, they were not Muslims, they were non-Muslims, how they saw it as a beauty, okay? Like people are looking up to rappers and artists who are speaking very vulgar speech, who are saying very bad things. And you see a sister, her name is Zahra and Amina, and her name is Aisha, and her name is Zainab, and her, her name is Suwayda, her name is Yani Khadija. Names of the wives of the Prophet and the Sahabiyat. And she's looking up to uh, Jonathan and Michael and Steve and Yani was singing in the industry. She's looking up to them. And he's not just a non-Muslim, but he's the worst of the non-Muslims. Because Allah mentioned to the Quran, to, to us in the Quran, that even the non-Muslims, all of them are not the same. Laysu sawa'a, all of them are not the same. These people in this industry, and in rapping and singing and etc., are the lowest of the low. They are aradil, 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 the lowest, they're the scums of the scums, the lowest of the low. And you find they glorify them, they speak highly of them. The same applies with many men. They look up to these women online who dress certain way, act in certain way, who some of them became famous and f f known in the industry 
through what? Through haram. Through haram. And some are even looking up to figures and individuals who are what? Who are homosexuals. It's scary. It's really scary. This woman here is saying to these women who are sitting here, Yusuf is beautiful. He is handsome. He is perfect, as you guys all can see. With that being said, like him, there's another beauty I'm going to tell you. He's an individual who will not entertain the idea of, of wedlock and zina and, 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 and uh, yani sleeping with, uh, with so many women at the same time. It wouldn't do that, Yusuf alayhi salam. Which now increases in these women. Whoa. And that's the, sisters, if you're going to choose the outward beauty, which you have every right to, but choose a man who has ifa, a man who's chaste. A man who's what? Chaste. Who's outwardly and inwardly beautiful. Outwardly and inwardly beautiful. That's what she told them. She's just trying to say to them, you don't know Yusuf still, and this is what he did to you all. Okay? I did seduce him. Yes. He refused. Yusuf alayhi Now she says her venom. Look what she says. If he doesn't do. That which I command him. The lamb here, in lam yafal. Um, sorry, the nam. Wala in lam yafal. The lamb in la in is called lam multiatulil kasabi. Yani, it's wallahi swearing. La in lam yafal. Wallahi, she's swearing. Look at this woman, she's swearing. She's saying, Wallahi. If he does not do, if he does not act upon that which I command him. What is she referring to? She's referring to zina. She's referring to haram intercourse, illegal sexual intercourse. That's what she's saying. If he doesn't obey me in that, the lamb in there is jawabul qasami. That the custom that I mentioned, wallahi, the wallahi, the jawab for it is what? That's what she means. And the noon is here, noon is tawkid, right? So what is it going to be? Wallahi, Emphasis. Repeat it many times. That's what she's saying. Wallahi, he will be in prison and in prison and in prison and in prison. That's what she's saying. She's doing this in front of everybody. And look what she said after that. And he's going to be, Yusuf alayhi salam, he's going to be one of those who are disgraced. Al-Saghir is al-Dhalil, al-Haqir. Someone who's disgraced. That's what she said. So, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do to Yusuf. I'm going to place Idlal and Ihan on him. Brothers and sisters, this is one of the greatest tests that Yusuf السلام, has been put through. Something that the human heart and mind is inclined to. When Allah spoke about it, spoke about it. 
The first thing Allah mentioned is the women. Allah said, Women were first actually. Number one, they were mentioned. The Prophet even said in Hadith, Ittakuddunya, fear the dunya, wattakunnisa, and fear the women. Are the women not part of the dunya? They are. Why were they separated? Because they're equal in fitna, the dunya. They're equal to the dunya in fitna. Ittakuddunya, fear the dunya, wattakunnisa, and fear the women. The women and the, the dunya are same in fitna. Ajib, right? Even in the Hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab, and traveling to the dunya, the woman would generally fall under that. Why is she, why is she taken out? Because of the weight of yani the weight that the woman holds and the attraction and the, 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 the way she's the center of everything is equal to the dunya. It's like an entity that stands alone, as the hadith is mentioning. Are, you all, are we all on the same page, brothers and sisters? There's a kitab called, there's a kitab called, Al-Turuq Al-Hukmiya Fi Siyasati Shari'ya. Al-Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, Rahimullah, mentioned. And in that, Ibn Al-Qayyim speaks about, of course, the Islamic govern, governance, and he talks about Islamic rulership. And how the Khilafah of Islam and how how it, how does Allah want us to govern the world as Muslims? He talks about it there and the do's and the don'ts and etc. And he took and, and a particular section of the Kitab Ibn al-Qayyim he talks about the downfall of governance, governance, govern uh, governments and constitutions. And yeah, and he talks about things that cause it to, to, to demolish and demise of governments. And in there he mentions, Ibn al-Qayyim, that from the things that cause the demise of Khilafah, imagine this, brothers and sisters, Khilafah we're talking about. We're not talking about a small wilaya of a land, a governance, governance of a particular land. We're talking about the Khilafah, which is a, it's, it's, it's a governing body that governs regions and continents. Ibn al-Qayyim mentions that it demises, it goes down because of women. And that did happen. It happened in the, uh, yani, yani, some of the historians they mentioned was the reason for why the Muslims lost Spain, modern day Spain, Andalus, and Portuguese, uh, Portugal and stuff like that. Why Muslims lost it was that some of the things that were done to the Muslims were women were brought to them, beautiful young women were brought to the leaders and they were flashed with these women. And this was used as a stepping stone in order to murder them and kill them and yani, take power over their countries. Once they fulfilled their desires and gave into that, they lost everything else altogether. So the fitna of this is not, it's not sahlun, layyinun, it's not simple, it's not easy. It's great fitna that comes from it. So Nabi Allah Yusuf has been tested. And this is why this Islam is about, you know, it's, called, it's about self-discipline. It's self-control. That your body and your heart just doesn't tell you what it wants, but you control your, your, your body. Your mind controls your body. Your body listens. It doesn't just do what it wants and go out there and just 
fulfill his desires and drink whatever he wants. And it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. So Nabi like Yusuf, this is what he showed. Look at the response he gave. Allahu Akbar. He said, Rabbi Sijinu, my Lord, prison. Oh, my Lord, prison. Ahabu ilayya is dearer. Ilayya to me. In comparison to what? In comparison to that which they are inviting me to. In contrary to what they are come, yani, inviting me to, this is dearer to me as secret prison. Oh Allah, I love prison more than going and doing zina with this one. Allahu Akbar. It's, it's, it's hard for anybody to take that today. Hard. It's very, very hard for anyone to say that. In that which they call me to. Why did he say yad'unani by using dhamir al-jam'ah? Why did dhamir al-jam'i, which shows it wasn't just the imra'atul aziz then. So all of the women, when they saw Nabi Yusuf, and this is why it's becoming now scared. As you read the tafsir, you get shocked and scared even more. Imra'atul Aziz, she convinced the entire women that were sitting there. Again, these are not ordinary women. They're women of influence. They're women of high positions. So they now start to whisper to Nabi Yusuf and say, listen, listen, Yusuf, let's make the matter easy for you. We now know why she wanted to do this. Just listen to her, man. And they looked at the woman and said to her, you know what, we see where you were coming from and why you did what you did and what made you do it. Yusuf, just give her what she wants. Just give her what she wants and what she's asking you for. Bring it to an end. Kalas, that's it. Their men were not there at that time. Their men were not there. Yusuf, just give it to her. If she wants it, just give it to her. Don't take prison for what she's asking you for. That's why he then said, Rabbi, my Lord. Again, brothers and sisters, we learn another powerful point here, which is you can't do anything by yourself if Allah doesn't help you. He's a prophet of Allah, the son of a prophet. His granddad is a prophet. His great-granddad is a prophet. He's from a lineage of prophets. He cannot do it without Allah's help. My Lord, he cries back to Allah. After he... Yani fought against everything. He's begging his Lord. His connection is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, are we together here? Yeah? Aynaam. Is everyone with me? ولذلك the poet he said إذا لم يكن عون من الله للفتى if the person doesn't get help and aid from Allah سبحانه وتعالى فأول ما يجني عليه اجتهاده you will let yourself down first if Allah doesn't help you إذا لم يكن عون من الله if there's no aid from Allah سبحانه وتعالى your own efforts will let you down if Allah doesn't help you. That's why we say, Oh Allah, you alone we worship 
And you alone, Allah Taala, we seek help from. That's why asking Allah for help was mentioned next to worshiping Him, Subhanahu wa Taala. Yusuf ran to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He said, "Qala, my Lord, Rabbi Sijinu Prison, Ahabu Ilayya is more beloved to me. Ha, Rabbi Sijinu Ahabu Ilayya. Bibba yadrunani that which they all call me to all of these women who are sitting here. By the way, brothers and sisters, when so many people keep telling you something, you start self-doubting yourself. Correct? Don't you? Yeah, you start doubting yourself. Is am I doing the right thing? Am I all right? Everybody else is saying to me something else. You stuffed it. Yusuf was really put under a test. And these people are not ordinary people. These, you don't, these are not just normal women, they're high level. Yeah, now nah, peer pressure. Yusuf didn't give in, which is another thing we come to, brothers and sisters. If something is wrong, it's wrong. If everybody says to you, it's right, it's right, it's wrong, it's not right, it's still wrong. Don't let anyone pressure you in doing something. Have to be strong-minded. Yeah, brothers and sisters, don't let your peers pressure you in doing things. What is right is right, and what is wrong is wrong. Because Ahmed and Zaid and Bakr said otherwise, it doesn't change the reality. Yusuf showed that conviction, belief in, in, in Allah Taala. He said, "Rabbi Sijinu, my Lord, Ahabu Ilayya is more beloved to me. Mimma yadrunani ilahi that which they call me to." Look what he then said: "Wa illa tasrif anni, wa illa hiya he means wa illam tasrif anni kaidahuna wa makrihi wa makrihina." Oh Allah, if you don't turn me away from, if you don't turn away from me, what they're planning and they're plotting. If you don't. Asbu ilayhina. The word asbu ilayhina doesn't mean usibu. It means asbu. It's not even the same word. Uh, it means amilu um, ilayhina. Yani, oh Allah, if you don't stop me from it, I will look that direction. I will hope, I will want to obey her. Amal. Hope will enter my heart. Maybe might enter my heart. He's never saying I'm going to do it. It might enter my heart, Ya Rabbi. Which is one of the points Ibn Muhammad Ibn Shaqidu used to say that Yusuf it never entered his heart to even want to do something with her. Asbu ilayhinna. I'm probably going to have the amal in her in thinking maybe should I just accept it from her. Even that he didn't have. Here, what is he trying to say? فَلَا تَكِلْنِي إِلَى نَفْسِي Oh Allah, don't leave me to myself. فَإِنِّي ضَعِفٌ عَاجِزٌ Oh Allah, I'm weak. I know. وَأَكُمْ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ And I'm going to be from the what? I'm going to be from the jahilin. The jahilin here are سُفَهَاءِ الْأَحْلَامِ Jahil here is the opposite of الْحِلْمِ is I won't have forbearance. Every individual who sins against Allah Taala is a jahil. As the ayah mentioned, "Inna taubah to Allah lilladina yamalun sa'su'a bi jahala, thumma yatubun min qarib." Yani tawbah is for who? Ala lilladina yamalun sa'su'a the ones who do evil bi jahalati, with no forbearance. They can't control themselves. 
So Yusuf, when he says, الجاهلي, I'm going to be from those who are, those who are like-minded people. We're not smart, we're not clever. His Lord accepted it from him. Allah accepted it, subhanahu wa ta'ala, from who? Allah accepted it from him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. His Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accepted it from him. Allah diverted their planning and their plotting. Allah diverted it from him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah accepted his dua. Allah diverted Nabila Yusuf from what? From their planning and their plotting. Allah diverted him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sarf means to divert someone from something. Okay? Which is what he asked initially. Unless you turn away their plots from me. And Allah Ta'ala, He said that He accepted it. His Lord answered His invoc invocation, Nabila Yusuf. And Allah turned away from him their plots. And then Allah says, Innahu huwa. Verily, Allah Ta'ala is what? As Samirul Alim. Allah is what? As Samiru Al Alim. The reason why Allah Ta'ala He mentioned that He is As Samirul Alim is that Allah is explained to Nabila Yusuf that I have two qualities. As-Sami'u, which is a name from the names of Allah Ta'ala, which is that Allah, He hears everything. Our mother Aisha Ta'ala in the Surah Al-Mujadila, Al-Mujadala, both of them you can say. Aisha mentioned, she said, Alhamdulillah, الذي وسع سمعه الأصوات لقد جاءت المجادلة إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنا في ناحية البيت تشكو زوجها وما أسمع وما تقول فأنزل الله وقد سمع الله قول التي تجادلك في زوجها A woman came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Her name was خولة بنت تعلبة She was complaining about her husband He did something known as ذهار He said to her You are like the back of my mother to me And then after a while when, he, when the anger went He came back to his wife and he said Look, I was angry and I shouldn't have not done that she said, no, 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 that's not, that you're not going to do that. You said something, we need to go to the Prophet and find out what the ruling is. So she came to the Prophet وسلم, complaining. Aisha said, I was in the what? Aisha said, I was in the corner of the house. By the way, those houses at that time was not made from walls that words and voices cannot penetrate through. They were made from straws, which words can easily penetrate through it. So Aisha said, I was... Uh, in uh, uh, the corner of the house and she was complaining about her husband Aisha said by Allah I did not hear what she said to the Prophet I could not hear it I'm in the same house I could not hear it Allah from high above high above the seven heavens he said indeed Allah has heard the statement of the woman that disputes with you, Muhammad, concerning her husband. Allahu Akbar. So that's what the that's Allah's characteristics. As Samir, Allah hears everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And Al-Alim is also a name from the names of Allah Taala, which means Dhul-Ilm. Allah has knowledge. Allah has knowledge has encompassed everything. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Allah said in Surah Al-Taha. Allah has encompassed everything in knowledge. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah was saying to Yusuf, the supplication that you made, I heard it. And I hear the dua of everybody who's in that same similar situation. Allah hears their, their supplication and their calling. Okay? And Allah is also aware of your problem even before you make the supplication. And then Allah Taala He mentions, it became clear. Okay. Allah Taala here he says, Thumma after. Thumma is from one of those words, by the way, in which there is tartib and taqib. Yani the wow does not show in the Arabic language a sequence and an order. Okay, it doesn't show a chronological order. Lacking like the thumma shows a sequence and an order. Okay, thumma after what happened. Bada, it became clear. Yani bada means zahara. What became clear is thumma bada lahum. It became clear for the Aziz, the minister of just uh, finance. It became clear to him. Wa'ali and his family, and also everybody. It now became clear. Lahum min ba'di ma ayati after they saw the ayat. The ayat is al alamat, al dalait, al shawahid. The evidences and the proofs have now become clear that Yusuf was free, that the Imratul Aziz was lying. There were already proofs before that, we already mentioned it, but now it came from the horse's mouth. So it's even more clearer now, right? So things are now crystal clear. What happened at this point is Imratul, uh, sorry, the Aziz himself, when he found out that his wife confessed and she uh, admitted to the uh, crime and that she wanted to seduce Yusuf alayhi salam. Um, it became clear to him, yani al-Aziz, yani lahum, from the, yani a maslaha, a benefit, a, a, something good for him and his family became clear to him, which is what? To imprison Nabi Yusuf. The only way that this issue can be buried is for it to be all placed on Nabila Yusuf. Because remember, the government is stronger than individual news and even a few women's testimony. It's nothing. If the government judges you and places you as a criminal, and yani, however anyone tries to come forward and say he was innocent or not, generally people see you as a criminal. Okay? So the Ministry of Justice he took a very evil path and he uh, chose to place Nabilah Yusuf uh, behind bars uh, and imprison him without any justification, to be honest, without any justification. And Allah mentions it here. It occurred to them that it would be in their interest to imprison Yusuf for a time. Okay? As Ibn Kathir mentions, even after they were convinced clearly categorically of his innocence, and saw the proofs of his truth and his honesty and his chast. They still chose to imprison him, Nabila Yusuf, and he was imprisoned. And Nabila Yusuf. Now, inshallah, ta'ala, I'm going to mention the benefits that we take. The few benefits that we take, inshallah, ta'ala, write the benefits and we're going to end it there, inshallah. Ta'ala. The first benefit that we take is 
how the news of Nabila Yusuf السلام, and the Imratul Aziz spread fast in the city, okay? That she had excessive love for him, she was obsessed with him, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributed the spreading of this gossip to the women, okay? That the spreading of this gossip, Allah mentioned it about the women. And this is something women really need to look into. Don't sit around and gossip about other people's lives and talk about people's private lives and hear and jumping from one conversation to another. You're going to harm yourself. You're going to harm your own, your, your, your own, your own deen. You're going to harm your akhirah. And the truth of the matter is, as the Prophet وسلم, mentioned in the hadith, don't backbite the Muslims. Don't follow the Muslims' errors and their mistakes. Anyone who does that follows mistakes and errors of people and starts talking about it and gossiping about it. The Prophet told us that what will happen is that your mistakes, your faults and your errors will be taken out of your household and it will be brought onto the streets and everybody will hear about it. And people will be having tea over your situation. So what you do is what you're going to get. Okay? So, and I'm not going to lie. Subhanallah. Men are today also in this as well. Subhanallah. There's men who are like that now. Who sit down and gossip with their wives. They gossip with their wives all day. Fulana wa fulana. And yeah, wa fulana. And they even gossip about other people's wives to their wives. What type of family are you trying to nurture? What, child, what kind of household are you trying to bring? If your whole entire household is like that. And then gossiping with your children again. And all of these talk shows that people are watching, these talk shows that people are watching, it's just that, that's the real, it's waqala niswatun fil Medina. This whole entire Oprah Winfrey and this show and that show and this show and that show is all riba. It's all Is it not the case, sisters and brothers? It's all this. That's all of. That's where you're learning from. There's magazines that come out called the gossip, gossip magazine, and people open it and they read it. You know, it's funny how I asked that question and. Only three or four people said yes. Only three or four people said yes. The rest, the rest they chose to be quiet. <laughs> Why? Is, is, is what I'm saying not right? Yeah. I know, it's very dangerous, brothers and sisters. In the West, where... Uh, in the West, it's coming to us from many directions. We look at politicians, we look at school, we, the teachers, what they're teaching us in class, the class, you know, group assignments, your friend at, in class, you're gossiping about another one. It's all around us. And so when we come into the deen, all of this is still present in us. I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. I'm, I'm not taking myself out. Don't you ever think to yourself, brothers and sisters who are watching, that I'm putting myself on, 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 a, on the holy land and I'm saying all of you guys are gone and misguided and you're all doing this and I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm in this as well. Is that 
Allah Musta'an, we've been programmed from a very young age to be like that, from a very young age. So work hard. Don't let this ever steep into you easily, inshallah ta'ala. Well, let's work hard. Let's all try to change. Let's all try to rectify those things, inshallah ta'ala. The second thing, inshallah ta'ala, is we take from it is um, how even the non-Muslims have morality. So Ajib writes, even the non-Muslims have morality. Even they realize what is right from what is wrong, even if they don't have a religion. And that's subhanAllah, brothers and sisters, a point I want to drive home right now, inshallah ta'ala, hopefully. And I, I really, I really want all of you to please like listen to this point, okay? This particular point. Um, I don't think I will be able to uh, articulate it and uh, be able to really uh, point it out properly. But now the world that we're living in and the lands that so many of our family members are living in and our loved ones live in, is not just Muslims and non yeah, in Western countries I'm talking about, which some Muslims are living in and occupying. These lands that you're living in, the, the battle is not just religion against other religions or religion with, with atheists and people who don't believe in Allah. That's not just a problem anymore. Now we're having a problem, which is we're living at a time, it's even ethical things that were universally considered ethical, moral, are no longer there. Now, I mean, for example, when you go to a, uh, yeah, a Coptic Christian in Egypt, the kind of things you can relate to him with, you can't relate to it. Uh, uh, you can't relate to him. You can't relate to, or you can't come to grounds with uh, a Westerner. Morality and ethics is missing. And so this is a problem. Yusuf Alayhisselam, these people were mushrikeen. Yeah, and they didn't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's oneness in worship. But they still knew right from wrong. They knew zina outside marriage is wrong. They knew that he's a boy you raised. How could you want to fondle with him? How could you want to fulfill your desires with him? They knew all of this. Now the West is whatever rocks your boat. As long as it tickles your fancy. You like it, no problem. It's not my place to, 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 to speak. Who am I to judge you? Look how they judged the woman straight away. They're saying that we see her upon clear-cut misguidance. On what grounds are they saying that she's on clear-cut misguidance? Yeah. On what grounds is she? are they saying she's upon clear-cut misguidance? It's not scripture they're using. It's the universal ethics and the universal moral that they have in which they're judging her on. So this whole new yani, thing that we're seeing, don't judge people, let people be, whatever they like, it's a'udhu billahi Also, what we take from this surah, yeah, there's a lot of things, wallahi. Surah to Yusuf is mamlu'un bil fawaid. So many ways you can look at the whole entire surah and ponder and contemplate and compare it to the life, that the world that we're living in today. Lakin, uh, we don't have time for all of that. Uh, I'm going to mention the next benefit that we take from it is that um, Imra'atul Aziz, 
responded to their plot uh, and their plot was merely just words their plot was merely just words she responded to that by action and words okay by bringing them in as guests giving them food serving them and letting them see it for themselves she used a tactic very powerful tactic which is she can say oh but she can justify her own actions she didn't do that she brought them in to the playing field and said how about this you guys what would you do in this situation that's what she did to them which put them in a very any tough predicament also the benefit that we take from it is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Nabila yusuf in terms of beauty beauty that that shocked the minds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Nabi Yusuf and that also what we take from there is that human beings are naturally inclined to the idea that angels are beautiful it's shay fitri that's how it always is shaitan is an ugly thing and um, angels are beautiful and some scholars they took from that that the angels are beautiful and the evidence for that is the fitrah when they said also what we take from there is that brothers and sisters sometimes the criminal will state the crime that they did or come out of their mouth as what happened to the Imratul Aziz she spoke it came out at that moment maybe she wouldn't have said it after that Days or a few days later, she probably deny it again. But that moment, it came out. And people, human beings, are naturally built by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to be inclined to evil. Humans are not inclined to evil. Well, that's why sins are considered an oppression on the person's nafs. So since the person is not inclined to evil, when they do commit the crime, they need to let it out. They can't keep it in. It hurts them and it stresses them. It hurts them and it stresses them out. You'll find that people who do commit crimes, there's always a person or two that they mention it to. I mean, sometimes I, in the past, I used to watch the, the criminals, you know, it's called FBI files. There was a series called FBI files where they talk about the big criminals and what they did and you know murderings and that a lot of them they had what do you call it uh, manifestos that they wrote in which they mentioned their crimes and etc humans can't keep it in they can't hold it and just do it and keep it to themselves because allah ta'ala didn't he didn't create them and design them like that subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is what happened she spoke another benefit that we can take and, and uh, yani is how this woman she reached that level of tyranny and oppression okay by saying how she lost everything and how she lost the 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 the, the concept of shyness like saying that in the open that i'm he's going to do zina with me no haya and then the other women say to Yusuf, okay, just give it to her. 
really begs the question, how beautiful is Nabila Yusuf, right? It begs that, right? Because at the beginning, they were blaming her and they were critiquing her and saying what they were saying about her. And then that's, that all shows how Nabila Yusuf was completely beautiful. But also shows you how when the person is not shy, they will do anything. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, if you're not shy, do what you want. Oh, that's a good point to look at, mashallah. Maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe the fact that he rejected her made it even more severe, which is the truth. I, I, Malika, that's right. She did say that. She did say that. She actually did say that when she said that he was chast. So the fact that he was chast attracted her even more than just of out, outward beauty. The fact that he was a type, is a person who didn't want her uh, in arm. So that's maybe why. Yeah, no, I'm correct. Uh, yeah. no, you're right, you're right. That's, that's, that's there. Allah Mubarak. Also, um, how Nabila Yusuf straight away, as soon as they said what they did, he didn't say anything after that to her or the other people, which is another important thing, brothers and sisters. If people are planning and plotting against you, just avoid the whole confrontation and everything and just walk away from it and speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him for help and aid. Nabila Yusuf, he said, Rabbi sijinu ahabbu ilayya mimma yad'unani ilayh. Okay, inshallah. Uh, Maghrib is coming in soon in the UK. Okay, I'm going to quickly finish, inshallah ta'ala. Also, the other benefit that we take is that we don't have strength and power, brothers and sisters, in protecting ourselves from evil and sins if Allah doesn't help us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Yusuf, alayhi salam, just really demonstrated uh, demonstrated uh, that. Also, the hadith, Yusuf is the number one. Okay? Yusuf is the number one in that hadith. The seven Allah is going to give them shade because the woman was Imra'atul Aziz. Okay? And she was beautiful. It was said that she was also beautiful. Uh, also, Finally, we just the final benefit that we can take from here, inshallah ta'ala, is the big tests that prophets go through. The big test that Nabila Yusuf actually went through, subhanAllah. Uh, it must be great, subhanAllah. So inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to stop there. Anything which I've said that was wrong, incorrect is from me, and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallah, We stand that we on track to finish this surah. May Allah reward you. Uh, to be very honest and frank with you guys, no, we're not on track. Honestly, we're not on track. We're slightly behind. But inshallah ta'ala, one of the days I'm just going to uh, emerge them together, inshallah ta'ala. How many lessons have we got so far left? Uh, how many lessons have we done so far? Okay, we've done seven lessons, right? So that means we've, and, uh, inshallah ta'ala, we've got seven more left. We've got seven more left, right? Oh, we've done 13. Oh, okay. We've done 13 and we've got seven left. No, we've got six left. We've got six left, six left. Because the first day we actually didn't do a class, remember? We, we were meant to do that class, but I had another session at another place. So we didn't do it. Do that. So it's actually six lessons we've got left. So uh, I'm going to try my best to finish, inshallah. We're definitely going to finish uh, Surah to Yusuf and inshallah Surah to Kahf. We will be in the But all I just want is, is the benefit that we take from it and we reap from it, inshallah ta'ala. 
is it true that Yusuf married her later? <laughs> I heard that, but there's nothing, there's no evidence for that. It's what everybody would uh, would like, right? And to see, just get married and do it in a halal way, right? But there's no evidence for it. There's no evidence uh, for any of that. Mm -hmm. uh, was Nabila Yusuf's mother beautiful? Um, as we're going to see, inshallah, Yusuf, his brothers were also handsome. We're going to see it later, inshallah, in the story. So it can't just be his, uh, uh, it can't just be his mother because Yusuf's mother, Yusuf's mother wasn't the same as his other siblings, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are mentioned by people, um, but uh, evidence-wise, Allah alam. Why did the Aziz put Yusuf in prison? The reason why he did is because he didn't want people to talk about his wife in a bad light uh, anymore. He wanted to criminalize Yusuf salam, and show that Yusuf was the one that was evil and etc. And the state is always stronger than any claim that comes from anybody else. People can believe what they want, but if the government chooses to imprison you, you're, you're, you're officially a criminal. So as we're going to see later, when Yusuf comes out of prison as well, one of the first things that he asks for is to be exonerated from the crime. He doesn't just accept the, like, uh, the job title that he's given. He first requests for him to be exonerated from that crime because it's very important. Uh, now. Of course, the human being is inclined to doing the haram. Okay. The person is inclined to doing the haram and that which is shar, but the shar is not inside the human being. The human being, when he's created, shar is not in him. And uh, uh, the insan asal is bari, he's innocent, he's free. Okay, he's innocent and he's free from anything. Now, I'm going to stop there, inshallah. Anything which I've said that was wrong or incorrect is from your shaitan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdi ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi.